Welcome to the Mama Matters podcast. Whether you're expecting, you've recently given birth, or you're just starting along your fertility journey, it's time to get down to the nitty gritty and sort fact from fiction. I'm your host, Rosie Dumbrell, physiotherapist and pregnancy expert. Mama Matters aims to provide an easily digestible, up-to-date and evidence-based approach to pregnancy, birth and motherhood with a side dose of humor along the way. Interviews from the industry's leading experts and experience of my own adventures as a mother to three gorgeous boys under four. I want to share the stuff that helps to grow confidence throughout motherhood. Mama Matters is a podcast by Lenny Rose Active and this is what you can expect to hear in upcoming episodes. I've never met a mother that doesn't have colostrum um, but I've met plenty of mums that yeah have not quite worked out where to put their fingers, correct placement, the type of pressure required. So we know that if you yeah you can figure out your anatomy and get it moving you can collect volume and it's a really positive thing for you and your baby. Hi guys, welcome back. Welcome to season two, episode seven. We are starting today with a three-part series on breastfeeding and have the absolute pleasure of uh, milking, should I say, <laughs> the knowledge of the beautiful uh, Amberly Harris. So she has a, a business called Maternal Instincts by Amberly, which came out of her career as a midwife, working both in the public and the private setting and her uh, profound realization of just how much she loved really working with uh, new breastfeeding mummies, and also, uh, I guess you know her experience and what the stats say around how you know just 39% of women continue to breastfeed beyond the the three month mark. Um, and Amber is on a mission to help change that with her movement uh, 662. So, if women can uh, breastfeed successfully for the first six weeks, then they're more likely to go on and breastfeed for the first six months and then when they hit that milestone uh, they are much more likely to make that milestone of the two-year mark which is recommended by the World Health Organization so a lot of what Amberly uh, does is really driven by that and she's got some great great packages and and uh, support systems available by her website and has also really excitingly just launched uh, Nipple Butter uh, which is a natural product to help support women uh, through the often perilous crack to nipple journey that is early <laughs> breastfeeding. Um, so I'm so excited to introduce her today for uh, part one of a three-part series around uh, breastfeeding. Thanks so much for joining us, Emily. It's great to have you back on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I feel like you um, are hot property. Like I notice you peering up on lots of different <laughs> bits and pieces. That's so so nice. <laughs> I feel very privileged to have been able to uh, steal some of your time. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, so our listeners really uh, love the breastfeeding and COVID-19 episode that we did very early on in the season. If you haven't listened to that, it's probably still quite relevant, I feel, um, you know, depending on where you are in the world, it may be more or so less. uh, more or less so but a great listen Uh, I'll pop the um, episode link to that in the show notes as well but today we're going to be chatting about antenatal expressing and I know it's something that you're really passionate about yes I am such such good information for mothers to have going into their breastfeeding yeah and so can you just explain to us firstly like what is antenatal expressing sure so 
Yeah, exactly. So antenatal expressing is you hand express your colostrum from your breasts um, from around 37 weeks gestation. Um, you do need to get medical clearance to do it. Um, but basically, yeah, you're stimulating your boobs to try and get the milk making cells kind of moving um, and to collect volume, maybe collect some colostrum in a syringe. Um, or otherwise, sometimes you might not collect volume, but you're doing it as a way to, yeah, stimulate your body to, to get um, yeah, the colostrum to start to flow. So what does the research or what does the evidence say about um, the benefits of antenatal expressing? Mm, so it has been studied for a long time. It, it hadn't. And we were just kind of like feeling confident from anecdotal evidence that it worked. But now, hooray, Latrobe University have done a study on it. Um, it's called the DAME study. Uh, and the study was actually on mothers with gestational diabetes. And they, they were doing it to work out if these mothers did hand express um, colostrum, um, how did it affect, you know, their outcomes? Did it create a, a better experience for their babies? And the, the main thing they were wanting to assess was special care nursery admissions and um, how well these babies maintain their blood sugar levels. And wonderfully, they found out from that study um, for, for mothers with gestational diabetes that it actually does reduce the chances of a special care nursery admission, um, which is a big deal because, you know, if your baby ends up having to be taken to the nursery, it means mothers and babies are separated. And um, we know that that separation creates a negative situation for a breastfeeding journey. So keeping mothers and babies together is very important for successful breastfeeding. So that was sort of the biggest takeaway from the study. The thing that they didn't actually find out though was how it increased a mother's supply. And um, the reason why is because there was a lot of mothers in the study that actually didn't collect anything. Like they actually couldn't quite figure out the technique. And so um, what we probably, what I took away from that study is that women need to learn. They need to learn the right technique because I've never met a mother that doesn't have colostrum, but I've met plenty of mums that, yeah, have not quite worked out where to put their fingers, correct placement, the type of pressure required. So we know that if you, yeah, you can figure out your anatomy and get it moving, you can collect volume and it's a really positive thing for you and your baby. Yeah, don't women start producing breast milk um, from around 14 weeks gestation? Like, isn't the body just yeah. incredible? It is so amazing. Yeah, exactly. Colostrum uh, is very early on that uh, that our body will start making it and and it's there the whole time and I think what's important is some mothers might get told oh but if you take the colostrum out you know at 36 37 weeks then you've taken it away from your baby and then when you have your baby you won't have any for some reason that's a really common myth um, and it's like breastfeeding you know demand equals supply so if you take it out your body's going to make more it's this very amazing system that works very well yeah definitely um you know <laughs> breastfeeding supply and demand is definitely something I can relate to. The more you pump or the more you feed a baby, the more it is readily yep. there. <laughs> so I can imagine it will be very much the same with colostrum. <laughs> uh, and so um, other than, you know, that's really great information um, around GDM, especially, you know, I'm in that situation myself and and, and um, I'm, I'm actually really pricked my ears up. But um, why are you so passionate about recommending antenatal expressing as part of breastfeeding education and, you know, and in general, because, um, you know, breastfeeding education is part of a woman's pregnancy journey, because I know that's something you are really passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably three main reasons for me. The first one is that it gets mothers familiar with 
with their anatomy. It, um, you know, it means that when you can practice doing that in pregnancy and you can see that your body is producing colostrum, familiarization with our own body and seeing that our breasts are making colostrum is this amazing confidence boost. I think it's such a great thing for mothers to do that. And then when you go in and have your baby, you're like, well, I've been making this colostrum. Like my body knows this is amazing. So I think it's, yeah, that familiarization is brilliant. I also love that it means that you're not relying on, you know, a midwife or anyone to help you in hospital. Say you, your baby does need a top up. Maybe they're super unsettled or, um, you know, they're really sleepy and they've, you know, gone many hours without a feed and you can't wake your baby. If you can hand express some colostrum and give it gently to your baby in a syringe, then your baby is fine. And um, hospitals are very busy places. So it's very overwhelming if you're, you know, you're waiting for a midwife that's probably very busy themselves. I just think it it's a great fit for you. It's a very empowering thing for you to go, well, I don't need help. I can do it for myself. And so that's the second one. And then the third one is I just have found it's such a positive experience in the way it stimulates a, a mother's body and gets her supply, supply flowing. Again, going back to that anecdotal evidence, um, you know, the mothers I work with, I have all my clients hand express in pregnancy and they have these abundant milk supplies. So I just think it's it really does correlate with stimulating your supply. There's no downsides to it, you know, like only good things come from this. So I'm a huge advocate for all mothers learning. And again, you, it is important to get medical clearance. But if you're a well woman um, and, you know, you don't have a history of premature labor um, and all of that, then likely you can start from 36, 37 weeks. And yeah, so, so worthwhile. Yeah. And so just on that, um, the reason to wait um, that uh, that period of time to the sort of 36, 37 and get medical clearance is mm-hmm. because is there is there some evidence suggest that there's a uh, we can draw a bowstring between um, antenatal expressing and a preterm labor? There's no evidence that I'm aware of. So it's more a, a cautionary thing because there's oxytocin receptors around the nipple and areola and it could potentially trigger premature labor. So because we we don't know, um, it's one of those things that we're, you know, very cautionary about saying, well, best to wait until your, your term. We know that the study that Latrobe did was for mothers from 36 weeks weeks. And that's probably, I don't actually know, but I think that's probably because mothers with gestational diabetes are more likely to um, be induced potentially earlier. Um, And so they don't have as much time to get colostrum, but yeah, they, you know, they will probably do very well expressing and having that extra week. Um, But for most of the mothers in the community, it's a, a guide is from 37 weeks onwards. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And um, <laughs> I'm not sure what your response was this uh, was on this um, to my email, but are you, I know you've got a little like rubber boob. <laughs> are you happy to give a little demo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good for women. So yeah, yeah for sure. So this is Amberly uh, just giving us a little demo on antenatal expressing with her beautiful, um, is it a rubber boob or is it a knitted boob? <laughs> That's right. I feel like you had a different one last time, but maybe maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. I'm just remembering something else. <laughs> Other rubber boobs slash babies. <laughs> no, this gorgeous lady um, from the Australian Breastfeeding Association knitted it for me because they've got like all different colored boobs like skin tone colors brown skin you know so beautiful but I wanted one black and white for my branding so she made it specifically for me 
So good. Yeah. So this is my initial boob. And so hand placement with uh, and hand expressing is sort of around the outer aspect of the areola is where your index finger would go and then your thumb goes up the top. And so you basically push back into your breast, you know, towards your um, rib cage and then you squeeze forward but also bring your index finger and your thumb together at the same time. So it's sort of a there's several parts to it. It's kind of three parts. So back and then forward and together, back forward and together. And so what you want to do is choose a spot and just keep going in that direction. Don't keep moving your hands around until it starts to bead on the end of the nipple and you'll collect it from there for a little bit and then you would move your hands. But what you don't do is go one, two, you know, and keep moving your hand. You need to think there's milk ducts that you're trying to to focus on here. So keep your hands in that one area. Mm, that's great advice and then just collecting it into like a little syringe which you can probably get from like a pharmacy or something or even midwives often yeah. them out yeah exactly so in my video series I go to in, into a lot more detail about antenatal expressing um, but basically you can get I, I usually say to go with either a one three or five mil syringe and you can get them from pharmacies um, but yeah next time you're seeing your midwife or your obstetrician they often just give them out in hospital so you can always ask and say do you have some that I could um um, take and get going with and then you pop it in the freezer and you're good to go you do you pop it in the freezer exactly yep <laughs> and then don't forget to take it in if you're having your baby in hospital don't forget to take your colostrum in with you yeah so it's good to get like a tupperware container or something to store it in um you can get expressing kits as well um as that some people have um that stock um and yeah just take it in with you that's awesome. Okay. And um, yeah, just lastly, um, or second lastly, why are you so passionate about like recommending breastfeeding education in pregnancy? I feel like, you know, we do so much um, prepping ourselves for perhaps birth um, and then, um, you know, getting organized for the baby. And then some, but sometimes like we, we think we'll just leave breastfeeding to when the baby comes because it's not relevant now, but obviously that's something you're really passionate about. Um, and I can see the benefit in, but for our listeners, what's, yeah, why are you so passionate about getting women to understand um, breastfeeding before they have their baby? Yeah, such a good question. I understand that. I understand a lot of mothers when they're pregnant, they're not really ready to think about when the baby comes because they're very much thinking, I have to get this baby out. So they're really caught up in that. And I totally understand that. I mean, I was that mother myself, but I guess the the main thing here is that the birth is, is, is one day, one very amazing transformative day, but then your baby's going to be born and literally the minute they're born, breastfeeding starts. So you need to have an understanding. You want to prepare yourself so that you you know what that first breastfeed is going to look like. You know what's going on in your body. I just think it makes such a difference because your breastfeeding journey is going to go for weeks, hopefully months, maybe even years. And, you know, the mothers that I work with who've done the, the work, who've done the preparation, the minute I meet them, I can tell. Like they just, it's such a great thing. They're one step ahead. And breastfeeding, there is so much to learn and it's a very steep, you know, journey. Um, and I just think our breastfeeding statistics are so, low in Australia and around the world that something as simple as preparing yourself can make the world of difference. So if breastfeeding is important to you, um, you know, do the work, like spend the time, do a class. I have a video series I mentioned before. So do some preparation beforehand so that you really feel like you understand it and you've got at least the principles covered. Yeah, that's such great advice. And, you know, the other thing I would say lastly is that like it's really different with each different child and, 
they can present with their own different, um, you know, there can be different challenges to breastfeeding with different babies. And so even for seasoned mums or if you haven't sort of weren't as successful as you hope to be in a previous um, breastfeeding journey, then it's an even greater opportunity for you to get some extra sort of knowledge under your belt. So where can they find out um, some more about your breastfeeding education? Yeah, so my Instagram is probably a good place to start, which is um, Maternal Instincts by Amberly, uh, or otherwise, yeah, Facebook, or I have um, my website as well, which is maternal-instincts.com.au. Awesome. So I'm going to put all of that information in the show notes and easy links um, for our listeners. And yeah, thanks so much. Just a really short, sweet episode today. And then we've got um, a couple of other episodes coming up. So make sure that you listen to those. But thanks so much, Amberly. <laughs> Thank you. I've had so much fun. <laughs> and we'll chat to you in the next episode, which is on mastitis. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Well, I hope you found that really useful today, ladies. And, you know, Amberly has long been in my circle of really amazing, informative and inspiring ladies to watch out in the pregnancy and motherhood journey. And uh, she's just doing such great work in the breastfeeding space. So um, we have some discount codes available for you uh, for her breastfeeding education series and also her nipple butter. Um, so if use the coupon code LRA10NIP you'll get 10% off uh, the nipple butter either uh, sizes that she's got available and uh, we do also have a really great discount on her breastfeeding education series so I'll pop that uh, all those details in the show notes you can find her over at maternal-instincts.com.au or on Instagram at maternal instincts by Amberly. so stay tuned for parts two and three in which we delve into mastitis and tandem feeding. So some great breastfeeding info coming up for you, ladies. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Lenny Rose Active, Australian-owned, three-times mum and physiotherapist-designed luxe active and technical wear for the pregnancy to motherhood journey. You can find us on lennyroseactive.com.au or on Instagram at lennyroseactive.com.